Hello, this is David Jenkins, La Plata Town Council member from Ward 4. I will be your host for this podcast, providing updates about the La Plata Town Council meetings, issues we discuss, and those issues affecting you as residents and other related activities and issues. You can also follow me on my Facebook page, D. Jenkins, LP, Town Council, Ward 4. Please note the Town Council has work sessions each month on the second and third Tuesday with our business meeting on the fourth Tuesday. All meetings start at 6 p.m. using the Microsoft Teams platform. Meeting agendas can be accessed through our town website. And all meetings are recorded. So now let's get started with our latest update. Hi, and welcome again to this latest episode of La Plata Ward 4 Update Podcast. This is David Jenkins, La Plata Town Council member from Ward 4, and your host for this podcast, as well as my companion La Plata Ward 4 video update, which is on YouTube. Let me first begin by saying I am saddened by the recent passing of Council Member Jim Goldsmith on September the 26th. Jim was a dedicated public servant a Navy veteran, and a council member back in 2011, and then again elected again in 2021. During this period, he also served on the town's planning commission, the design review board, and our Parks and Recreation Commission. I've known Jim and worked with Jim for many years, and he will be missed. He was a true gentleman and professional. Our thoughts and prayers go with him and his family in this trying time. Thanks. So now let's move on to our next episode of this podcast. As you know, I've been a member of Strong Towns for a, for a number of years, and I've talked about Strong Towns on this po- podcast before. Most recently, a post in August 24th of this year entitled Strong Towns, Local Conversations, The Next Step. And my first Strong Towns podcast was back in May of 2022, talking about new thinking about La Plata's growth. So this is another uh, episode or another uh, podcast about Strong Towns, specifically a recent post on their blog from September 8th entitled, 10 Things Every Elected Leader Should Know About Building Strong Towns. And again, before I begin, please note that again, these views are mine and do not reflect or represent the town view or opinions. So I do believe that strong, like strong towns, that local government is the most direct and an important form of government to help residents have an active role in their government and their communities. So these 10 elements or 10 core elements that every elected official should know about building strong towns are listed below. And I will provide a brief summary of each one of them and provide my comment and perspective both, uh, well, as a regional, a former regional and city planner, a La Plata resident of 38 years, and a current town council member since 2021. So this first one is called Managing Money is Job One. This is a core tenant of strong towns in that local government must run a profit, which fundamentally we do, the town does. And we should have some expectations that we have enough revenue to match our expenses and provide necessary infrastructure. We should not be operating at a loss. 
So my general comment would be, uh, we do have a balanced budget. And our last budget, uh, which was passed July 1st of this year, for FY24, our tax rate has remained constant at $0.32 cents per $100 of assessed valuation. Now, you'll probably note that your tax bill increased, but this was not from the town raising our tax rate. It is primarily because your house assessment or your property assessment likely went up as the state assesses property once every three years. So just so you know, uh, the town has not raised our tax rate in, in a number of years and remains the same. Now, we did have to use, unfortunately, fund balances to balance our current budget. And so it'll be a increasing challenge as we start our next budget cycle after Christmas or in January. One of my main concerns about uh, having a balanced budget is that residential growth is not necessarily pay for all the services they demand, specifically water, sewer, police, trash, and other services, as well as once we own these facilities, the maintenance costs to maintain all these facilities once they are owned and maintained by the town. This is specifically pointed out in our town's 2020 comprehensive master plan, specifically on page 27, and I will quote, the town faces a difficult balance between the, the desire for growth and providing public infrastructure and services to support that growth. New, de- new development proposals for areas just out of the town boundaries seek to access municipal water and sewer system. However, extending water and sewer systems to a larger geographic area may further dilute the market potential for commercial or mixed-use development in downtown La Plata. There are environmental benefits to extending water and sewer in certain areas following or allowing for the removal of septic systems. But growth areas that are primary residential are break-even or a break-even proposition for municipalities, including La Plata, when considering the, the totality of services provided. Commercial and industrial development is far more needed to grow the county's tax base to support those services. However, enough population growth is necessary to justify private investment in those areas. So in essence, it's important to note that residential development doesn't pay for itself. In the long run, there are the maintenance costs. And then I would again further quote uh, page 32 from the Town Comprehensive Plan about annexations, specifically, and I quote, we should support annexation of existing residential and commercial properties when there is a clear plan and identified funding for water and sewer connections and capacity. For that reason, I did vote against the two recent annexation requests, one for the hub and the other one for one called Hawthorne Yards. I voted because I think there would be a fiscal impact on the town in future years. Now, as a result of this and my concern, there are two actions I have taken in recent recent actions. One is uh, as the town prepares a draft adequate public facilities ordinance, I have requested that a fiscal impact study be included within that new ordinance. Uh, Hopefully the planning commission will consider that before they uh, have a public hearing and then send it on to the town council where we also have to have a public hearing before any zoning changes or zoning ordinance changes. So again, I hope to uh, they will include a public 
or a fiscal impact analysis for all development in any adequate public facilities ordinance. I've also requested uh, through a budget a budget request, which is in the current budget, that we hire a consulting firm to do a fiscal analysis to quantify and map the fiscal performance of the town's existing and and future development patterns so we can then use this information to make informed decisions about future land uses, infrastructure, and economic development. This will help us better manage our, our, our fiscal resources as well as, frankly, provide sustainability and transparency to you, the taxpayers. And again, this study was included and is now included in our current FY24 budget. Let's move on to the second core item. There are no silver bullets. Uh, what that means is healthy, healthy economies are dynamic and diverse. There's no one single action that will help our economic conditions. From my and, and so here is my comment. From my experience, success within a community such as La Plata is, is by a collaboration of, of the town government, the business community, and our residents. The, for instance, the comp plan has a goal for a walkable La Plata and for redevelopment of our downtown. While we have, we have done many plans over the past 20 years, uh, there has been some progress, but frankly, in my view, has been somewhat limited. Uh, we do need full engagement of the town, the business community, and the citizens to really achieve these goals from these plans. We somehow uh, worked through a, a great tragedy after the tornado to redevelop portions of downtown La Plata, specifically LaGrange Avenue and, and Centennial Street. But now we need to take this one step further and look at the rest of downtown La Plata. Let's move on to our third bullet or our third core element. It doesn't take a big budget to make changes in our community or your, your community. The good news, and I'm quoting here, the good news is that the most effective change for us as citizens and for our local economy comes from us, the residences and from our neighborhoods. Uh, and this could be as simple as some benches, traffic cones, and even paint. Anything that helps people safely navigate, conduct commerce, and, and enjoy their neighborhoods. So cumulatively, these small steps can be most cost can be a most cost effective way to improve our local community. So here's my comment on that element. The good news is we have started that process through the town's Keep La Plata Beautiful Committee with murals and other art projects that are in the works. And hopefully soon there will be, for instance, painted in uh, intersection and pedestrian crossings within the downtown areas on town streets so we can slow traffic and create a more walkable La Plata. This, again, reinforces the need for citizen engagement. Number four of these uh, 10 items, identify and support your most productive neighborhoods. A strong town, and I quote here again, a strong town or city has productive land use. Specifically, this means that all the structures and activities within our borders create enough wealth to support infrastructure and services needed for it to continue and thrive. But unfortunately, we probably don't do enough of the basic math to understand that. That's why, again, under item number one, I have requested that fiscal impact be included within our proposed or draft adequate public facilities ordinance. And while I have uh, included in our current budget 
a, a, a to hire a consultant to do a physical analysis of our land uses. Hopefully, this will be started. This will be started shortly. Let's move on to item number five. Try walking, pedaling, or rolling in their shoes. This gets back to uh, what uh, what our um, goal is for a walkable La Plata. And let me quote here: Experience. We need to experience what it's like to walk a set of common errands on your city streets, including baby strolling and shopping cart. Then remember that investments to improve safety and accessibility of biking and walking are generally the lowest cost, highest returning improvements that can be made to a street. So let me provide my comment. So I walk every day in my neighborhood and when I can in and around La Plata. I also have ridden my bike in and around La Plata as well to experience what that is to create a more walkable La Plata and what barriers there are out there. And I've recorded several of my bike rides in and around La Plata and have and will post them on my La Plata Ward 4 video update YouTube channel. I will say we are making progress. As you may know or remember, the town has received state funding for the Radio Station Road Pathway Project, a hiker-biker trail that will connect Charles Street and Rosewick from, uh, let me go back. This will extend a sidewalk bikeway from Rosewick Road down Radio Station Road and then connect up with Charles Street. I'm sorry, connect up with Maryland 488, then Charles Street all the way down to where the new Pine Grove development is under construction and then would connect to Willow Lane and connect to the existing uh, Mitchell Elementary and Summers Middle School. In fact, we've also received some initial funding for construction from the state as well. So the project is moving along, and hopefully we'll see some construction, hopefully in 2024. And and again, hopefully the town will do more of this and pursue other opportunities for a more walkable La Plata. Number six, and this is something that I've changed my view about, uh, number six is too much parking will harm your city. How excess parking is bad for your city. Uh, parking adds massive burdens and expenses to construction projects, uh, including housing development, and acres of unproductive pavement mar our landscape. I would also add that all this um, uh, pavement adds to stormwater, run- uh, stormwater runoff and flooding, and that's why we have to comply with the state permit to reduce this. So my comment on this element about too much parking will harm your city I've changed my thinking about this issue. At one time, I thought there would be a need for a parking garage to serve both the hospital, visitors, and staff, as well as any shoppers or visitors to La Plata. But after looking at a recent area view of downtown La Plata, I was shocked about all the parking areas that is available for for parking in La Plata. We have all this impervious service that is wasteful and also, again, adds to stormwater management and potential flooding. We could add wayfinding signs and fix, and fix sidewalks to then make La Plata more walkable because there is available in La Plata. We, we don't have to uh, add more parking. We do need to advertise that it's available. So, therefore, we can provide uh, options for more walking by more sidewalks. And then we would reduce cars circling around looking for the closest parking space. There is more than enough parking in the plate to serve our community. 
I will also finally add another personal comment that I see a lot of individual business owners have individual parking lots, but they're not interconnected. They're closed off. So that just creates, in my view, more cars circling around looking for parking spaces. So I would urge the individual businesses to provide better access by cars and by people to access their parking areas. Number seven, you can learn a lot from your local developers. Uh, let me quote again from Strong Towns. There's a good chance that your city has a housing crisis. My comment is, yes, we do. So we could engage with our developers to find out what impediments they face and plans they might help to um, provide more housing. This could be simply as, as, as simply as changing a few uh, line items or, or forwarding in the zoning code and we could perhaps had have different housing types. Better still, small incremental, small-scale development could be helpful to provide uh, uh, housing needs in, in the Plata and other areas, and also uh, lower infrastructure needs. My comment on this is somewhat mixed, and this is a hard one for me. Again, my personal opinion is that I'm not have not been necessarily impressed with local developers here in the town, as well as, frankly, Charles County. There is a lack of imagination about site design and layout and also a lack of housing types and choices within the county and the town. It's mostly limited to single-family and or townhouses. There are very few other housing options uh, in, in this area. However, if you look at other communities in the Washington metropolitan area, there is a whole different view of housing types in terms of duplex, quadruplex, or other combinations about that. So I think there's other opportunities that we could look at for uh, housing types. I've been told that um, uh, that there's no market for this, but I've never really seen the numbers or been proven why other housing options would not work here. I would like to really see that. I do agree, though, that perhaps simpler zoning requirements and a more predictable development process are needed to help expedite some of these projects. And I believe the planning staff has done much to improve this process as well. But I would still argue that there's more to be done. Um, and I do think uh, we do need to perhaps engage more with the development community to hear their ideas. Now, uh, let's then move on. Uh, to item or um, uh, number eight, backing local businesses is worth it. Uh, and I quote again from Strong Towns, local businesses are the backbone of a strong town. Money spent at local businesses more likely to stay in a community and a solid core of local owners ensures that important economic decisions that affect your city aren't made at corporate head headquarters in faraway places. This is certainly true. And I would concur with that. So here was my comment on this item. Yes, I would agree with this. The La Plata Business Association has been very active, uh, and I, I congratulate them and encourage it to continue that process. I do wish the town was more engaged with them, and that includes me. Uh, unfortunately, we have somewhat a limited outreach to businesses, and we have limited business support programs. For instance, uh, like facade improvement programs or grants where grants are given to local businesses to improve their facades. This is currently done in Leonardtown. 
And I would again argue, why aren't, why isn't La Plata a full Main Street member? We are currently an associate member, which is fine. But if we were a full Main Street member, we could then have greater access to other state grants and other economic development programs that could support existing businesses and maybe perhaps attract new businesses. I do believe that we are missing a terrific opportunity to grow existing businesses and to perhaps attract new ones given the ongoing construction in and around La Plata, specifically Pine Grove and other recent development. They're going to need ad- additional business services so there is an opportunity for us to help our business community expand to, to provide those services. I would also uh, encourage us to have more outreach with one of our largest employers. That's the hospital. Uh, they have a significant impact not only on our economy, but also on our traffic flow and also land uses given their growth in their campus. So in my view, there has been, uh, unfortunately, very limited redevelopment and, and investment in downtown La Plata, even after the recovery from the tornado. There is a La Plata downtown, there is a La Plata Town Center Corporation, which was established a number of years ago, probably over 10 years ago, but unfortunately is not known to most residents and frankly has accomplished little. Uh, I take some responsibility because I was involved with starting that organization when I worked for the town and now as the ex officio member to that board of directors. So I take it uh, that's that's been my fault as well. And I hope I and can do better and I hope the town can do better with business engagement and citizen engagement in the future. So now we're getting close to the end. Number nine, know what it takes to buy or rent a house and an apartment. This strictly just seems uh, is an element or discussion about uh, what it takes to own a home now and or rent. Uh, we do have a, uh, we do have a ha- housing crisis in the country as well as the county. But again, there, as I said in item number seven above, I believe there are limited housing options and choices. I also unfortunately believe there is somewhat of a bias against greater density as provided by town, townhouses and apartments as perhaps maybe being too dense, uh, too many of them. And frankly, sometimes there's a belief that they bring different people here that are not wanted. And I do believe there's a housing crisis here. Uh, housing is a continuum in that it changes as we age. I once lived in an apartment when I was first married. Then we got into a townhouse. Then we moved up to a duplex. And now I live in a single family house, which I'm uh, grateful for that. But now as I get older, I want to, I want to downsize. I, I really would like to see a house where I don't have a stairs. And frankly, I don't have to do any maintenance other than what's inside the house because I'm, don't want to rake leaves and I don't want to mow lawns and I don't want to shovel snow. So there's a great need for that kind of housing choices here in the county as well as La Plata. Uh, so, so this is not to suggest then that I agree with the green light to all development, but perhaps there needs to be some zoning flexibility to encourage more housing choices and perhaps mixed-use developments where there's commercial on the bottom floor and residential above to attract different housing types. And finally, number 10 of this core element or these core elements, most of your constituents will never come to a council meeting. 
Uh, I can certainly attest, again, let me provide my comment. I can certainly attest to that. Uh, having been in office now for uh, not quite, a little over two years, uh, we get very little turnout at our meetings. And I understand that given the busy life that people have. But I also believe we do minimum public engagement. We do the required public meeting notices. We do the notices for public hearings. But again, there is very limited um, uh, attendance. Other than some annexations hearings that we had last year, uh, we had a, a good turnout. But unfortunately, most of those were in opposition, which again is their right to do that. And so I do wish the town and myself, we could do more to encourage greater participation by our residents, because this is your community and not mine. So uh, hopefully there'll be more of that. And I, um, so I would note, though, that um, the town has a new town website, and there is a link where you can email the town directly regarding a complaint on a variety of subjects. Uh, I've tried it out, and you will get a response, and hopefully there'll be follow-up action. So I would encourage your engagement with our new town website and this complaint link that's on the on our new town website. And perhaps in the future, the town council could have more of a Q&A, Q&A question and answer sessions or open houses. Perhaps we could go to an HOA meeting uh, and answer questions. I have attended some HOA meetings in Hickory Ridge and Clark's Run, uh, uh, but they've been limited to Zoom meetings. I wish we could do more of that, and perhaps I need to do more of that as well. This citizen engagement is also why I started my Facebook page while I started this podcast and also my videos in the hopes of not only getting more information to you, but also your questions and comments about what we're doing and how we're doing it. Uh, So I hope to do more of that in the future, and I will try to do a better job of outreach. So again, these are just uh, from strong towns. There are observations about 10 things uh, an elected official should know about uh, being a strong town. I thought it would be a good idea to provide these to you as citizens but and also provide my comments as a resident, a planner, and also a, uh, a town council member. So thanks again for listening. Uh, please email me with your questions and comments, and my email address is djenkins at townlaplata.org. Again, thanks for listening, and enjoy the fall weather and the upcoming town events. Thank you. This concludes the latest La Plata Town Council Award for Update. I hope you find this podcast informative and useful. So let me know what you think. I look forward to speaking to you again and listening to your questions and concerns. To reach me, my email address is djenkins at townoflaplata.org or my cell phone number is 301-263-3471. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.